congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. And special guest, Alyssa Mann, the queen of romance. And Kayla Saxon, the queen of new releases. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. I texted everybody asking if anybody has ever reviewed Before the Fall, because I, I just finished reading it and I really liked it, so I wanted to review it. And But we're very unorganized here, and we don't have like a master list of every book we've ever read. So we're always paranoid we're going to like review something somebody else reviewed while we weren't paying attention. Or while you were gone. Or while you just forgot. Yeah. Well, that happens all the time. Yeah. And so... <laughs> we have a list. Double check. But it's just not organized to the point where you could, like, search something. You have to physically go with your eyes and look at every single one. I'll teach you how to sh- search. Is it <clears throat> online? Uh, no. Oh. Well, if you... Well, uh, we obviously, have a well, the sound cr- SoundCloud thing is online. Well, yeah, but that's different. You can hit Control F to search. Bonnie's got it in some kind of a spreadsheet, but I don't know what she's using. Because she was entering it in that way. She enters it in her book first, and then she puts... Oh, God damn it. Will you turn off that first switch over there, please? Why? Because it... (laughs) It needs to to rest for a minute. Because it's like the Amityville fucking horror in here with the lights. Flickering. Does it just get tired and then it you have does. to give it a break and then you can turn it back on yes. again? That's yes. so weird. I know. It's like, I don't know what kind of lights these are, but they're like the new um, ultra fancy lights. Oh, LEDs. Forever. Yeah. Yes, those. Yeah. LEDs. <laughs> Why did they get tired then? That's what I don't understand. That's not the light bulb. Which one is it? Well, it's usually this one. That's like the, I don't know. No, that's not an old bulb. It's the same. They're not all the same. I need to stop looking straight into well, these. Stop bulbs. staring at the sun, Alyssa. I just want. I just want to see which one is. Broken. I did the same thing. <laughs> I can't see now. I'm blind. There's so many white spots in front of my eyes now. In case you didn't realize that Vonnie was going to be gone this week, Vonnie is in Seattle with her work group this week, and therefore we have. The Queen of Romance, Miss Alyssa, and the Queen of the Bestsellers, Miss Kayla, all here in the house. Oh, and Nicole, too. Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't feel like I have to introduce you because you're part of the world already. Not that you guys aren't part of the world. You're just not here every week. So I want to make sure people get the voices right. Right. Well, whichever one sounds like a 16-year-old valley girl, that's me. That's actually... Are you sure? Because... Yeah. Ali- you too? Al- Alyssa is the 16-year-old valley girl. Yeah. Nicole is a 16-year-old... Or 13-year-old child. Oh, okay. What does that make you, Kayla? I'm grandma. Or just a person with an adult voice. <laughs> just a regular person with an adult voice. Because obviously, for the people that don't know, uh, me and Martha work in radio, and when I was an intern, people decided they were going to try and put me on air, because I guess I have a kind of a personality where I can do, like, 
serious stuff. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I used to fill in with, for a producer, but his one of his main responsibilities was to do traffic reports um, in the afternoon. And so they made me do traffic reports, which was great. I loved doing it. Fun. Until Jim Traber, who is a very big Oklahoma personality, decided <laughs> kind of a big I was asshole. sitting in the studio <laughs> and he comes in. He's on commercial break. So through his IFB, I can hear him yell, who the hell is doing traffic reports? What child? Like, he literally called me a 13-year-old child. On- oh, no. <laughs> Don't you just hate it when that oh, happens? No. I have decided. I am a back, <laughs> back room person. I will do all of the background things and no on air. You can t- your voice- I also don't listen to our own, our own podcasts, by the way. Because she doesn't like the way her voice sounds. It is embarrassing. It is mortifying. I don't like the way mine sounds either, but it makes me want to improve my voice. See, now like, that make is... Make it a- better because I hate it so much. Pull your microphone up. You're too far away. It makes you sound echoey. Pull it right up to your face. Come on. Kiss it, kiss it. <laughs> it's right here now. Much better. Is this much better? I'm yes. sorry. Well, you often are the worst critic of your own voice because your voice sounds different to you than it does to everyone else because when you speak, the bones in your head resonate. Oh. For the record, I sound like a very normal 25-year-old to myself. I'm sorry that I sound 13. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can make prepubescent. Your, you can make your voice deeper over time and if you really want to yeah, do let it. Let me really just try that. Hey, you can do it. You sounded a little bit more mature there for a second. <laughs> my mom did it. My mom used to be in administration in my elementary school, and so she had her normal voice, and then every administrator had to like cycle through and be the lunch lady or lunch man in charge of yelling at children to make them be quiet. My mom <laughs> developed this terrifying, like deep voice that resonated across the cafeteria. It took her like a year to develop this very scary voice. For the record, I had to yell at my dogs yesterday because Travis threw tinfoil into the recycling bin that still had uh, oh some God. smoked Uh-oh. meat on side of it. So my dogs decided uh, they would knock the recycling bin over and try to eat the tinfoil, which hopefully they didn't eat any, but they definitely <laughs> ate some because they, it was in little tiny pieces all over my kitchen floor when I got home. So I decided I needed to yell at them, even though I wasn't really that mad at them because they're dogs. And so... I proceeded to try really hard in my big, deep voice to say, no, no. And then Travis just started laughing. (laughs) And I was like, thanks, dude. We can't have kids together because you're just going to laugh at me if I try to parent. That was the next thing I was going to say. As your mother. As you grow and as you age, you develop, if you have kids, the mommy voice. No, if I try to yell at somebody, like even my dog's just yelling no, no, I literally, like it hurts. It takes takes a while. I mean, you just have to develop. It's like singing, Nicole. You have to work on your deep voice. (laughs) Please don't do that. Deep voice. Oh, now that we've had our voice lessons for today. Can we talk about Noah Hawley, please? Oh, that's what we were going to talk about. Okay, so... I've been waiting since like one o'clock okay. this afternoon to talk about this. All right, so that we were doing the, the group text and we were talking about Nicole's mistaken identity of this book that she was going to review. Oh my review. God. And she was totally freaking out because we had on episode 33... What episode was that? I don't know. I think it was episode 33. I wrote it in the freaking text. I didn't see it. Oh, maybe not. I don't know, but I also dropped my phone in the bathtub this morning, so I don't really <laughs> working properly. Are you okay today? 
<laughs> She's having issues. No, I am having a lot of issues. See, we have this golf tournament that I have to kind of organize yes. on Monday. That I, so I've been really stressed out about that. Plus, I'm on a shit ton of antibiotics that make me feel like shit. So between the two... Oh, my God. What is going on? Okay. So between the two... <laughs> two things. Like, I've lost my mind. Like, I'm literally going to like have a heart attack Can or I move? a panic <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think it, yeah, I think it was episode thirty-three with Taryn. It was thirty-two. Taryn came on. Taryn has a little girl voice. I guess I don't know that. She's been working on the morning show on Wild forever, but she she gave it up for Lent. <laughs> Actually, what happened is she got she got engaged uh. and fled the building. So. <laughs> But she wants to come back on the podcast so bad. Every time she sees me, she mentions it. So we'll eventually have her back on. Anyway, to make a long story short, Taryn was on the show. She reviewed a book called Before, Before I, I Fall. Fall. And I was remembering that title when Nicole asked me if anybody had read Before the Fall. And we had a huge conversation over the group text message today with Nicole totally freaking out. So we finally sorted it out. It was very little freaking out, and we're like, I don't have fucking have time for this shit. Well, yeah, that too. There was a lot this of... This is a goddamn book I read. <laughs> Y'all are going to have to suck it. There was a lot of fuck, 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 fuck in that text message because, uh, you know, she's got all that golf tournament stress coming out her pores over there. So we discovered through various methods that the guy who wrote this book that Nicole's going to talk about. You want me to read his bio? Yeah, read the bio Ooh. for us. Because okay, so Alyssa heard about like it. She's everything. like, oh, because I'm <laughs> So I knew about one thing from reading the back cover, but this is his bio on Goodreads. Noah Hawley is an Emmy, Golden Globe, Pin, Critics' Choice, and Peabody award-winning author, screenwriter, and producer. He has published four novels and served as showrunner for ABC's My Generation, The Unusuals, and was a writer and producer on the hit series Bones. Hawley is currently the executive producer, writer, and showrunner on FX's award-winning series Fargo. And I freaking love Fargo. Okay, so I knew God, about Fargo. I love, Fargo so I love much. Bones. And this novel I just read was The Shit. And I mean that oh. in a good way, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the first season of Fargo is, in my opinion, the best season of television I, of all time. I've never seen I thought Fargo. it was all of the, excellent. The other two are great. Yes. But the first one is perfect. Kayla, have you seen Fargo? It's so good. No, you know I only watch Golden Girls. <laughs> yeah, this is definitively not Golden Girls. No, I think maybe the direct opposite. Yes, Google Golden Fargo. Girls. It's very, very um, bloody and scary. And you know what it's I think so of good. when I hear Fargo? Wood the chipper? movie? <laughs> no, I guess, so I always so it's not pictured like it as a TV show. Sort of. It's like based in like their world and he had permission from the creators of that to like make the show and their producers on the show, but it's not the same thing. Oh. Eureka. What? what were you saying? <gasps> okay, Ooh. so beca- I guess it's because there's a character in Eureka named Fargo. Whenever oh. I heard the name Fargo, I always pictured like some TV show that was a mix between Eureka and Doctor Who. <laughs> Oh, no. Because to me... <laughs> that sounds like an awesome show. I'd watch it that. It does. I've kind of seen a couple episodes of Doctor Who, but I've pretty Doctor much seen Who. all of the Eureka because Travis is obsessed and mm-hmm. I usually fall asleep, but I actually enjoy that show. I just love my sleep. But I kind of 
like they're very similar in ways mm-hmm. like just the fantasy world type deal mm-hmm. and so I get them confused and so when you say Fargo like for some reason that was I know that's wrong <laughs> now <laughs> <laughs> but that no no up. no the movie Fargo there's a scene in there where he the, the guy kills somebody and then disposes of the body by placing his body in a wood chipper. I mean it's smart. And the snow gets all. Also I'm red. rewatching it's all the old CSIs right now. It's a delight. It's full of people who are the now ones with William super famous. The ones with William Peterson were my favorites. Of course. Those are the ones I'm rewatching. Once he leaves I'm going to stop. Yeah, but <laughs> agreed. They just had an episode where that someone put a body through a wood chipper. This was like, I think I'm like midway through season four now. Now you didn't making... even make any Fargo references. I was like, none of it. Now maybe I need to go back and rewatch CSI again. It's really fun. I love it. The people who are insanely famous now that just had like four lines <laughs> in season one is just out of this world. Cool. It's. Yeah, it's delightful. Like, what's his name? For, who played? Like, what's his name from who? Yeah, that guy. Who you played, know him? The guy who played Jim in The Office. Uh, John Krasinski. Oh. He was in one. Uh, Jeremy Renner, an Avenger. Wow. Played a murderer. Also from The Office, Dwight Schrute had like. I just love Dwight a Schrute. Creepy dude in a grocery store with like three lines. That was it. He is a great. Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson is hysterical. He is the sh- like you said the shit. He's he the shit. He is. But I have to say, his book was amazing. Well, you can yeah, and so. I can see. Like I have to go watch his TV shows now. You'll be in love with him too. And I love Bones too. Bones he's was writing yes, Bones. Yes. yes. I kind of stopped watching Bones I did too. when it I got mean, to the point when you get where to like eighteen seasons, the you know, baby, and I'm like, uh, I didn't even for make some it reason. To, I didn't even make it quite to the baby. I made it like just before that, and yeah. I gave up. And I was like, oh, good. <laughs> I don't need to keep going. I just like watching reruns. Yeah, I think reruns. I think there's a there's a, a Cinderella point in every show that hits at about season seven. That's why Golden Girls is only seven seasons. That's right. (laughs) At season seven, the romance is gone. You're done. Now, that's not always the case. I mean, there, there definitely are exceptions to that rule, but for the most part, I kind of felt that way with every single series I have ever watched. I can't think of anything that was excellent after seven. No. At this point, I'm thinking of everything I've watched with more of those with more seasons than how that. many Frasers ER. <laughs> I never watched the ER. I didn't so. either. There's Travis, like a million seasons. There's uh, twelve. It was twelve or thirteen, I think. But there, it was actually like made history because it was the longest running like drama series in TV history. I mean, now it's gone longer, but at the time it ended, it was the longest. I could never understand the pull of somebody wanting to watch people... It's drama. I just hate it. Oh my God, I've been in the hospital before and it's just torture. Why would you want to look at the hospital, Nicole? Come on. It's not about the actual like medical stuff. Yes, that is part of the intrigue and interestingness (sighs) of the show, but there's all the relationships in between all of the characters and that's why you watch Scrubs, it. yes, but that, Why do you want no. to watch the green somebody wing? eat TV and, or eat food in front of a TV on, like, you could argue the same deal. I have my own home life. Why do I want to watch somebody well, else's home life? That, yeah, I suppose you're right, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, have you ever seen the green wing? What no. is that? The green wing, you guys? Now, my Brit- weird TV our, shows. Our, our British peeps can chime in on this one. 
Okay, it's a British, I think it's British. Yes, it's a British show, British comedy show about doctors in a hospital. And it is fucking hilarious. Okay, I would watch that. It's on Netflix. You must watch it. It is hilarious. Hilarious. I started watching ER when I was 13. Well, for 14, and I started having all my surgeries. Well, I guess even before that. But, because I was sitting in a, either a hospital room or, like, at home, laying in bed, recovering from surgery, and guess what com- came on for, like, three episodes in a row every day at, like, 1 o'clock. Oh, my God. That's, ex- that's how I got and into I CSI, was yeah. reruns. Mm-hmm, like, I yeah. started watching it when I was 11 or 12. And then we would just watch the reruns. This is the first time I've ever seen up until we didn't start watching it like when it was on until like season seven. And so like right now I'm like this happened in this order. <laughs> like the, I watched the pilot episode and I was like I was under the impression that this happened like midway through season three. It's not. It's the pilot. Uh, do you ever watch Law and Order? Um, no, not really. Only criminal no. intent because Vincent D'Onofrio is a crazy man, and it's uh, I love him. excellent to watch. I think I, I love. Go ahead. Wait, which one? Special Victims Unit. Yeah, it's just too depressing. I too much real life for that me. One like I can watch like one or two at a time, and then I have to take a break. I like all of them. It's the same thing for books I, for me. You yeah. know, I don't like the depressing ones. I, I like the funny ones. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I, I don't get into the drama, except the British dramas on Netflix. Those are awesome because they they go the whole case, the mm-hmm. whole damn thing from beginning to end. And they don't just focus on like forensics, no. like forensic yeah. files. And in it, the they US. don't have to pause every freaking two seconds for commercial. You can tell that it's put together in such a way that it flows. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's so wonderful to watch those. I've watched every single one that they have on Netflix. Every single one. I'm really impressed because I want to get there. Hey, there I are am some a, really legit ones. There are on definitely Netflix. all. The Fall is excellent. Oh, yes. Fall, yes. And I'm totally blanking on the other ones. Broad I just Church. watched Marcella. Oh, I actually watched it, the first, whatever it was, seasons that were mm-hmm. on Netflix. And then the new season just got on there, Marcella. And that's excellent, too. Very good. If Broad you haven't Church watched is that. good. Luther is good. I mean, it's all good. None of it's bad. I don't know why. It's just all good. It's because the Brits never watched a bad British. The Brits know how to do it. I'm also now watching a brand new, well, to us new. I'm sure the British people are going, How long has that been out? Um, It's the one about the millionaires. Oh, shit. What's it? Loaded. It's called Loaded. I just started Mm -hmm. watching that, and that is hilarious. I love it. Now, we've been talking about fucking TV for 20 minutes. We have not. We were talking about Noah Hawley, too. Okay. Also, he can sing. What? I just want to put that out there. So, season two of Fargo, because I've seen all of them. So, they threaded through, like, a bunch of covers of some of the songs from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And I love Which is that a Coen movie. Brothers film, and Fargo, they're His executive Brothers, producers. Yes. So, um, but so he and the guy who did, um, who does the music for the show, they did a cover of Didn't Leave Nobody But the Baby, which in the movie is sung by Alison Krauss, Jillian Welch. And Emmy Lou Harris, wow. and it's just him and Jeff Russo, who's the guy who does the music, and it's so good. It's on my phone. Oh my gosh, Alyssa, you are yeah. just a wealth of knowledge over there. This is what I, I pop culture and books are the thing I've dedicated my life to. So, and don't ask what me a, about anything else. And what a life, my my dear. I mean, it's what very a life. Good. <laughs> okay, 
So okay. now, now we can Should easily slide right into the book. Now that we've been talking about the, uh, the the guy, the greatest man alive, the author. I knew nothing about this book. I literally bought it when we last time we went to Half Price Books together, Martha, which was a long time ago. It's been on my God, TBR list forever. Mm-hmm. But I randomly picked a book this week. I paid two dollars for it, by the way. Just letting you guys know that. And. <sighs> Off the clearance section. And I had no idea what to expect before I started reading it. I didn't even read the back cover. And it is called Before the Fall. And it's by Noah Hawley. And it is a twisty turny book. I'm just going to throw that out there. But essentially it is about this plane crash. And there is a plane. And it's going from Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You just had to call your. You got your hand up here like an airplane. There is a. I'm trying to think the best way to describe this. (laughs) Sorry, 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 sorry. Straight face, straight face, straight face. Okay, so the plane is going from Martha's Vineyard to like New York City, and on the plane there are uh, eleven people. There is a pilot, a co-pilot. A flight attendant. A rabbi. <laughs> no. I'll walk into the bar. <laughs> Sorry. Go there ahead. is a man who owns, in the book, it's pretty much the equivalent of Fox News, but ten times worse. Ew. So imagine that. So he owns that. Or, well, he manages, is like the GM of that network. Okay. His wife, his two children, and this guy who is an investment banker. Um, who is about to be indicted for wow. uh, money fraud because he was taking money, essentially, from countries that the U.S. does not think you should take money from because they support terrorism. And he was hi- like washing the money, pretty much. And then his wife and a painter. Oh. This painter, who is randomly invited onto the airplane. So... The plane crashes in the middle of the ocean on its way back. It should have been like a 45, 50 minute uh, flight and somehow they crash. But what happens is the painter, and I'm not giving anything away by the way, the painter like pops up out of the water and is like, fuck, I don't know what to do. I'm in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> Tries to start swimming to like, think about it. I'm in the ocean. Hello. He's like, okay, let me swim to the shore, mm-hmm. which he has no idea where he is or how far he is. Oh and he God. starts swimming. And then he hears a child cry, realizes it's one of the kids that was on the plane, goes and grabs the kid and puts him on his back and swims to shore. Over, like, 10, 15 miles, something like that. It takes him eight hours to swim to shore. Holy shit. He gets to shore. He has um, a fisherman, who happens to be on the beach, take him to the hospital, and they get treated. So then, okay, the coolest part about this story is the painter's name is Scott, and you are following Scott, but in between pieces of Scott's story... You find more information about each person on the airplane. And it is fascinating. Background? Well, it or, is their, or background, their voices. Background and leading up to leading up to the plane crash because you don't know why the plane crashed. Do you know why everybody was on the plane? You find out throughout the story why. Like, okay. as an example, uh, the people that chartered the plane were the guy that owns the net- TV network and mm-hmm. his wife. They chartered the plane because they were all vacationing in Martha's Vineyard okay. and needed to go home. Uh, they have been had been there for like a month. 
So they chartered the plane. They invited um, the investment banker and his wife, and then they happened to invite this painter. And that's also not giving anything away. But so the painter shows up late to this airplane and they talk about that a lot and how he like because he's like, holy shit, if I had missed that plane, I wouldn't have been on it. But so you see all of these things and then you also get to hear the FBI national security, their investigation into why the plane crashed. So you're literally I know some people don't like flippy flop books. Flippy flop, flippy flop. <laughs> you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. I do. About. I know exactly what you're talking but about. But this one is so fascinating the way he did it because it will keep your attention and you you are literally sitting there guessing how who like what is causing this plane crash because you don't know. And so it is I don't like I don't want to don't give it away. Don't I'm not giving it. anything away, but okay. I, I don't feel like I need to give you any more of the story just because the his writing is so perfect. And there's I can't imagine any other way for him to write this book and it be as great. Hmm. If that makes sense. That's, and that's a great recommendation in itself. Yeah. Very good. Hmm. Give us title and artist again. It's uh, Before the Fall by Noah Hawley. A statesman and a gentleman and a singer and a, an actor and a all that stuff. Everything, literally everything. And he's probably gorgeous. And by the way, yeah. he owns the rights to his own book, so it could theoretically become a TV show or a movie in the future. Mm-hmm. But he's owned it since, like, probably can't get anybody to since he published it. I think he's busy working on Fargo right now. Oh, yeah. And he <laughs> runs Legion, too, which is another FX show. Yeah. yeah. He's doing like 812 things at once. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a busy guy. I'm going to Google him. I need his picture because I'm not running low on fantasy materials over here on this side. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all in the know over there, and I'm on this side, and I can't see. He kind of looks like a squished uh, uh, Blake Shelton. He looks kind of like Simon Pegg, actually. Oh, I like Simon Pegg. Yeah, and I find Simon Pegg really attractive, but if you're not into that, then you won't oh, be into I Noah am. Holly. I so am. Nope. Mm. nope. No, really? Uh, no. <laughs> he looks like maybe a squished Simon Pegg. He yeah, looks I like a squished, a squished Simon Blake Pegg. Shelton. Yeah. Oh, I think he's kind of cute. I do, too. Uh, you guys, guys have just have no taste. But he'd have to get rid of the beard, though, because I am not into that no, at all. No, he can all. keep it. <laughs> He's probably too young for me anyway, so what the hell am I talking about? And I'm married, so. I mean, I have options. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was a really bad picture, because he doesn't look that bad in these pictures. Let me see. Did you just find the worst picture to show Mark? It was the first one that <laughs> popped up. <laughs> He's adorable. It, right? When he doesn't have a beard, when he doesn't have a beard, he's awesome. It is literally the first picture that pops up. It It is. is. I think beards should be out for him. (laughs) That's how people get arrested for (laughs) causing the mugshot. He looks very tired. I'm just going to throw that out. (laughs) That's what people say about me when. That's what people say about me when they meet me in person. I'm like, no, that's just wrinkles and eye bags. <laughs> Is that what happens when you get old? <laughs> Shall we move along, ladies? Which one of you girls would like to go next? I'll go. Okay. Alyssa? No argument here. <laughs> 
What'd you bring for us today? Oh, I brought your romance novel. Oh, of course you did. Uh, that's you are what the I'm queen. Here for yes. So this book, I actually got an advanced reader copy of it um, a couple weeks ago, and so it is called Up to You by Daisy Prescott, and this is actually the fourth in a series, but it can be read as a standalone novel. So if you just like picked up this book. You'd be fine. Um, Up to You is independently published on Amazon, so you can't buy it in a bookstore. Um, But so it starts out, it's loosely based on a delightful French novel, and it's also a delightful French film, uh, Cyrano de Bergerac. Oh, um, which is so fun. I watched it in French class. I love men with high school. Had a noses. really weird, inappropriate crush on Gerard Depardieu, and Ooh. I'm ashamed of it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever be ashamed, Alyssa. No, he's Own re- it. No, he's really weird now. I'm really ashamed of it. Oh, but it's okay. fine. I got over it. <laughs> so uh, this story starts, and May is the last of her set of friends who is not currently engaged or married. Or anything like that. And so she is at a family wedding and her mom, um, or sorry, an engagement party. And her mom convinces her to go to the actual wedding with um, one of her acquaintances from high school, Landon. And Landon is a horrible human being. If you looked up uh, the word douche canoe in the dictionary, uh, Landon would be right next to it. Um, if you just think of like, I love that word. The most douche irritating canoe. qualities of all of the men you ever went on a date with. They're just smashed into one horrible man oh. who's unfortunately pretty attractive. Um, so, <laughs> but she, you know, she thinks she's like, he's not the worst person in the world. Like we hung out in high school and he's a dick, but like, he's not like an evil dick. <laughs> He's just like dick versus evil dick. Yeah. There are like wholesome douches out there. <laughs> like Schmidt from New Girl. <laughs> kind of horrible, very wholesome. Uh so um they meet up a couple times like before the wedding cuz he's like, you know, let's talk some more and figure out like what we're doing and all of that. Um he doesn't really stop being a douche, though, but he wants to become better. He wants to be less douchey? He wants to become less of a douche. And um, so he's he's trying to do better because he thinks she's funny. And at the very least, you know, he thinks she's a really nice person. And so he's trying to be better and just failing spectacularly uh, when his older brother comes home from San Francisco. And this all takes place in Snowmass in Colorado, in the Rocky Mountains. Um, and Snowmass is a ski town. And so his brother comes home after selling off his shares of a tech company that he started up. And so he comes home and he's kind of unrecognizable. He's, you know, he was really fancy in San Francisco and wore suits and was like well groomed and stuff. And. After he left, he decided to just, um... Pit out? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Um, he led some, like, river rafting groups, which, it sounds horrible to me. Garrett! Garrett leads river rafting things. That's good for him. Just, I don't want to be on river rapids. I don't know why I'd want to be in a boat that I'll definitely fall out of. (laughs) Anyway. Um, so, he comes back. He looks kind of like... A Yeti, I would assume. (laughs) 
just bedraggled like a drowned dog or Sasquatch. something. Sasquatch. Yeah. Messing with Sasquatch. Yeah. Um, so he comes home um, and Maya's like, who is this dude? And then everyone's like, oh, it's Aiden, Landon's older brother. Um, they're like, oh, under all of that hair is a man we know. Um, so Aiden also likes May. Um, but he also wants to help out his brother. And so he has to fight kind of his growing feelings for her um, with trying to help his brother be a better person because he does love his brother, even though his brother's horrible. Um, so he's trying to be a good wingman. He's trying to be a good person. Um, this story is really cute. It's very well written. Um, something I love about Daisy Prescott's books is... Um, they're really well written. They're really fun. And they're really light. It's a very light, fun story. It's low on drama, which is one of my requirements for a romance novel, which is harder to find than you think. And um, it's an adorable story. It's a great way to spend an afternoon. And uh, I'm not going to say who she ends up with. That's good, because that would be a spoiler. And yeah. as we've known from our right. Facebook post today... Oh, no. Did you see it? Did anybody see it? I didn't. Yeah, it's about spoilers. Oh, well, I'm not going to give any spoilers, um, though you do know the end if you have read or seen Cyrano de Bergerac. So, good on you if you have. Yeah. If not, it'll be a surprise. Um, I will say, though, it's not... Because I hate them. It's not like a love triangle story. Oh, Okay. Like at all. Okay. It ends up being fine. But yeah, it was really adorable. What's the title and author? Oh, uh, Up to You by Daisy Prescott. When does it release? Um, it actually already has. <laughs> all right. Um, the, what is it? The article I'm looking it up that I posted today. Yeah, I want to hear about the spoilers. Okay. The article said something about, uh, I didn't read it, but it was talking about why. Uh, why spoilers people... don't really spoil the book. Right, right. So book spoilers don't actually spoil the reading experience. This is a, a Book Riot mm-hmm. article. And I thought it was interesting because I've actually had this happen. Not every time, obviously, because that mm-hmm. would really piss me off. But I have been eavesdropping on people talking about a book and completely spoiled the shit out of it. But I didn't know it at the time. But I ended up reading the book and loving the book and didn't care that there was a spoiler involved because it mm-hmm. was an excellent book. Now, that you, having said that, most of the time, it really hacks me off when somebody gives the ending. I think it depends on the book. Because like, when I think about the number one thing that was spoiled for me that made my reading experience really bad was Cold Mountain. Oh. The movie came out in like the mid-2000s. I never would have watched it if I had known that I was going to have to read it in high school. Uh, but I did, and it tells you the ending. And when you know the ending of that book, it's yeah. a really long slog to the end. Uh, it's yep. not particularly enjoyable. <laughs> um, I, like, this is kind of miserable, and I want it to end, but I have to read this for class. So I'm going to keep going, even though I know exactly what's going to happen now. But yeah, I could see why some books, like, it would be... If someone spoiled the end of a romance novel for me, I would not care. Yeah, I agree. Like, it depends exactly the type of book, because the one I just reviewed... If somebody told me why the plane crashed, it would have been, like, so hard to get through the entire, entire book. Because I know the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Like, why do I want to... It, it takes the mystery away. See, that's the reason I don't like to watch movies like Apollo 16. 
is it, was it Apollo 16? Apollo. The Apollo movie. Mm-hmm. You know, where they're in the tin can up above and it's all tense because they think they're going to die. And we know they're not going to die because it's a historical event that took place but it's all about the, oh we want to show how yeah. they fix it but mm-hmm. that's, that's but i just different. don't but i just don't want to i already know how it's going to end right so, i love historical i really don't i think it depends if it does depend. I prefer, if it's farther back in history for me it's fine like i don't know what i just the apollo 16 situation like, was i wouldn't be interested in watching watching any disaster movie like about 9-11 or about the Oklahoma City bombing or the, ti- oh, hated take. the Titanic. <laughs> I had to watch it three freaking times at the theater That's because it? the station I was working for required, you know, because we had to do a bunch of, ugh, but intermission in a movie, come on now. They had intermission the when that movie showed? Yeah, they did where I watched oh, it. It I'm, was at the time like one of the longest movies. Yeah, it was oh, like I'm four sure. hours, five, four, four like, and a half hours long. I had the VHS long. and you yeah. had to put it on two VHSs. I first watched it on VHS and the whole second tape is just Jesus. boat sinking. <laughs> you know, your parents knew to cover your eyes like right <laughs> after the f- second tape started. Oh, I didn't watch it till I was an adult. <laughs> My parents wouldn't let me. <sighs> But yeah, I mean, you know how it's going to end. Yeah. So where is the suspense in that situation? Just, mm. yeah. So that's why sometimes a spoiler is not a good thing. So if you want to look at the article, you can go on our Facebook page and check it out. It's a Book Riot article, which is excellent. And the good discussion that follows is kind of fun, too. But we really try not to spoil any book. No, we don't anybody. do it on purpose. If we ever do it, we don't do it on purpose. I usually cut it out if anybody spoils. Can we spoil a classic? Is that cool? Um, yeah, we still try not to tell the ending of it. Why? Are you, you've got one you're itching to spoil over there? No, I'm just curious. I'm genuinely curious. <laughs> <laughs> no, we usually try not to. Like if I wanted to review Pride and Prejudice, don't give away the end. No. no. Okay. All right. Okay, now that we've had a little talk break... Kayla. Okay, you the ready? book that I read was is called The Other Woman by Sandy Jones, and it's due to come out in August. Okay, what, what's it called again? The Other Woman. The Other Woman. I've seen you post about this a lot, and a ton of other people, yeah, so I'm I've kind of excited about it. to read it. Yeah. What did, so, it's, um, it's a domestic suspense thriller. Domestic suspense. That means the guy is a. What was your word? Hey, douche canoe. Douche Why canoe. are we throwing out the guy part? <gasps> oh, sorry. It's, Maybe it's it a girl. Could be the woman. <laughs> it could. You're. You are absolutely Don't right. Be sexist, Martha. Oh, slap my hand. <laughs> no, wait, I'm good. Oh. I'm not. Because that would be abuse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, Kayla. All go right, ahead. So it, the story is centered around Emily and her new fabulous boyfriend Adam and the story takes place in in the UK I'm not, I can't recall exactly where but it's in the UK it's a UK novel so she meets Adam and they have this whirlwind romance you know a couple weeks in she's in love this is Mr. Perfect blah 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 and then you meet the other woman in his life Pammy Pammy? Pammy which is his lovely mother <laughs> Oh, dear. Yes. So when I started reading this and we got introduced to the, the mom and I was thinking it put me in a mind frame of Monster-in-Law. Mm. Such a good film. So I was like, hmm, okay. So this lady is off her rockers. And I mean, she is batshit crazy. 
as in like this is kind of a like I was almost wondering if it was like a Norman Bates type of relationship between <laughs> her and her son at one point I was like huh it's weird mama's she, boy yeah huh? seriously because she does have another son but she wasn't like the relationship she had with Adam was not like she had with James mm. so she was just doing all kind of off the wall stuff to terrorize Emily Emily you know tried to stick up for herself but of course you know that's my mom Mm-hmm. back off and there are some telltale signs at the beginning when she first mentioned she said they were riding in the car and they were listening he was like this is my mom's favorite radio station and a Will Smith song came on and she was like well I never didn't imagine your mom listening to rap music and he was like you better watch it that's my mom Whoa. you're talking about my mom there back off of it and this was only like two or three weeks into them dating wow so they get engaged <sighs> And she's like, you know, I'm just going to try to overlook it. She's, you know, incorporated the confines of her friends. You know, I think maybe maybe it's just me. You know, maybe she just really loves her son. Maybe maybe I'm going crazy. So um, you get further into the book. It's barely 300 pages. So you get to the end. And when I tell you I was not really expecting the ending, I was pretty shocked because I thought I had it figured all out. Like, you know, I know how this is going to end. But no, it kind of, it shocked me. Ooh. I read it and I started yesterday. I finished it today. Yeah. Ooh. So you think this is going to be worth all of the hype? Because, I mean, if I'm um, seeing it this early, I feel like it's going to be hyped just as much as Girl in the Window, Girl in a Train, all that it's, stuff. It's going to be like that. I mean, I felt like the ending was a bit rushed. But it's her debut novel, and I've noticed the more I read books, I can kind of get that feel for like when it's it's like oh I gotta wrap this up, right? I could she could have I would have given it a few more pages, but it's okay. Um, hmm. It wasn't terrible. I liked it way better than Woman in the Window. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would have taken much of a stretch though. No. <laughs> so I liked it. Um, I will say that there are some trigger warnings. So if like abuse is not your thing I wouldn't necessarily pick this up and read it if that's a trigger for you mm. or, or or if you just don't feel like you want to read about right. men who are abusers or women or women Yeah, Nicole stop giving me the stink eye over there <laughs> but I would definitely check it out Okay. In August. And what what is it again? The Other Woman by Sandy Jones. I really want to read that one. Yeah, that sounds really good. All right, I'm the odd man out over here, as usual. God, if you could only see these bitches looking at me right now, it's awful. You are literally keep calling the abuser a man. Well, I don't know. I just sort of assumed... Yes. Domestic violence goes both ways. You're right, it does. I mean, from what Kayla's told us, I'm assuming that this is a Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction kind of situation. Could be. Could be. But maybe not. Well, the one I'm about to tell you about. Is it about Glenn Close? No, but Glenn Close could play in this movie. Yes. If there was a movie made out of this book I'm about to tell you about, Glenn Close would be excellent in it. Somebody call her agent, please. Ring, ring. Just <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, keep going. That was good. That was good. Keep going. <laughs> All right. Um, I read Lying in Wait by Liz Nugent. Did you read it? No, I want to. <gasps> I almost bought it the other day. 
I read or listened to, depending on how you want to say it, the audio version of this book. Um, it is about the murder of a young drug user slash prostitute by a husband and a wife. And it happens in the very beginning of the book. But you have no idea why. I mean, it's just so weird. This very first part, you see him strangling the girl in the scene. And then the wife finishes her. She's like, oh, she's not dead yet. Whack. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's right or die. And brutal over here. <laughs> so you keep getting this, like, hints of why this woman was in their life to start with. You really don't know. I mean, you kind of figure it out after a while. It's really not that far-fetched when you think about, you know, the personality of this woman. She's a super high-strung... Um, they live in a mansion. So she's very upper crust. And here's the other thing. When you start to get her background, then you really get creeped out. Because her sister, her twin sister, died when she was young under interesting circumstances. Did she murder her twin? I'm not saying anything. But what I will say is that there's a pond in the backyard of this mansion that her father then fills in. And they continue to live in this house. I mean, it's a big fucking house. Huge. Way too huge for her to take care of. She refuses to let her husband move anyplace else. They are, they are going to move. In. They all move in with her dad when, when they get married. And her mom's gone by that time. Died when, they, when the twins were small. So they just had the dad. And then, so she refu almost refuses to leave the house. I mean, she's a, almost a hermit. And her son, I think he, I want to say he's like 12-ish or something when the girl dies. And the scandal and everything as a result, the dad gets all freaked out. He has a heart attack and croaks. So then, and then the son is really the main character of the second, well, of most of the book, really. Because he's like taking care of his mom and he makes some discoveries, and it's just all this weird, God, it's just, I read it so fast. I, I, I went up on the speed on the audiobook because I couldn't stand how slow it was going. I wanted to go faster because when I'm reading, I can, so I had to put the speed up on this one because it was so good. Oh, my gosh. God. And the ending on this, I just winced with distaste at the ending of this book. I mean, I really did not. Total, I mean, it made total sense to me when it happened. It's like, God, I really should have expected that. But it was just so hideous. Oh, my God. I, I really liked it because I... And there might have been bits of it that weren't really my style or whatever. The fact is, I was highly entertained by this book. I just zoomed through it. This is definitely the kind of book that you're going to need to read if you like suspense novels. I kind of want to read it now. Right. I, I should have bought it. It's going to be thriller season in July, oh, apparently. Yes. Just going to read these three books and then. I'm telling you. I, <laughs> now, you may say. I suck after you read it, and maybe you figured it out, but 
I mean, I kind of had, there were plenty of clues when you go back and look at all this weird shit, but there's so much going on that you, you, it it could go any different, any number of different ways. So anyway, that was called Lying in Wait by Liz Nugent. And as I said, I listened to the audio version. I need to start being more clear on that because sometimes it really does matter. I have to I have to go buy that now. I'm putting I it in my phone right now. Oh, Nicole. Mm-hmm. So you know that Simon and Schuster live video they did was I don't know, weeks ago? I was one of the winners. She Which, the fifty seven the six book giveaway of the books that they featured at Book Expo. Oh, that's awesome. Can you believe it? We have a winner in our midst. That's awesome. I'm very jealous. Y'all, you are the one of the luckiest people I know. You're always winning shit. I wanted okay. that $500 gift card from Book Riot, okay? You and me both. <laughs> but like I said, I think the Lord would have said, your heart can't take that, so we better not. <laughs> I would have died. I would have just died. Oh, so what, I was going to say, because I got this in the mail like two days ago. Oh. And I was going to say, I think maybe I want it on Goodreads, because I know they've done a giveaway for this, but then it's from William Morrow. Oh. Wasn't she at the bookstore? Isn't that the one that was at Full Circle? Nicola, Nicola Moriarty? They had a um, event. Google. Somebody Google. Name sounds familiar. But the weird thing was, is that it came out in May... And normally when William Morrow sends me a book, it's like a pre-release huh. so that I can, you know, so we can promote right, it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm going to read this. Huh. It sounds pretty. It's about uh, uh, women, like, okay, because it's called well, Those Other Women, and it's about, uh, like, this girl, and she's surrounded by girls who are pregnant, and so it like how kind of like that. So I don't know. I'm going to read it. There's a book that I'm reading right now that is just it, it kills me that I could not review the, this book tonight. It's called The Innocent Wife by Amy Lloyd. I really like it. it Nicole, you are going to love that book. I am going to go right out on a limb and say you're going to love that book. I'm going to re- review it next week. Okay, so William Morrow also sent us one, and it's called Dead Girls, and I'm reading it right now. <gasps> but you have to read it because it's about how, like, the first chapter, and it's essays, by the way, uh, four essays. Um, but no, no, it's actually really, I don't know why they call it essays, because that usually turns people off of reading it. It should have just been like a memoir memoir or something like that. <laughs> but um, she's literally talking about how in our culture, like every, like we are obsessed with dead girls. It's true. Mm-hmm. Like think about it. You watch, yeah. f- like uh, you watch, uh, Law and Order. The or forensic f- Files. Almost or... every episode yep. of uh, Law and Order is some pretty girl with a porcelain skin, and then like Pretty Little Liars. Yep. It's like all of these TV shows, and she lists like twenty of them. That's because women are are more likely to be murdered than men. Well, that's not why we write about it. It's why why do obsession. we write about well, it? You got to read the book, Martha. Oh, God, Jesus. damn it, Nicole! But it's like, but her like first, just the first chapter is literally about this obsession oh. America has, and not just in books and movies, but of dead girls. 
And so it, I, did, I thought it was, I was like, holy shit. Cool. This is, and I don't necessarily agree with everything she's saying, but it's really interesting to like think about. Mm-hmm. It's cool. thought provoking. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to you when I'm done. Where do you guys fall on the short story idea? Anybody, I'm reading one now. I'm reading a book of short stories now. Is it Florida? Mm-mm. I want to read that though. It depends though. Some of them I can do like a couple at a time. I have to put it down. Yeah. I can't just read. I don't it know back why. I, I don't know why that annoys me so severely. Maybe it's because I want more. They give you this mm-hmm. little taste, and then they fuck off to someplace else, and then you got to read about that for a few minutes, and then they fuck off back to someplace <laughs> else, and you don't ever get the full bite. You know? Maybe that's like a palate cleanser. We should all read short stories in between our big books. Maybe. That's an idea. idea. I would be interested to hear from our listeners what they think of short stories to see if maybe there's a... I kind of like reading short stories if they're connected in some way. What was the one on Book of the Month? What was his name? Sedaris? Oh, Oh, David Sedaris. Well, that's comedy. That's different. He's funny. I'm listening to um, Theft by Finding right now. Mm -hmm. He's pretty funny. David Sedaris is funny. Oh, I have a cocky gate update <gasps> if you want one. Give us cocky gate. <laughs> so, for anyone who hasn't listened to past episodes, there's a horrible woman uh, who I found out via Twitter. Her name is Felina Hopkins, and she tried to uh, <sighs> trademark the word cocky in relation to romance novels. Um, and it's a whole horrible thing. That but so, uh, she upped her game. Oh no! Shockingly, what, what does she do so, now? So, um, as a result of all of this, so we talked about Kevin, oh, his last name Nooper, um, last time, and he filed the petition against it. She right. took out a restraining order against him oh. and sued two people. <laughs> what? Yeah. So um, <laughs> that didn't go well. So. Um, the whole like trademark thing that's a process that could take like 18 months so this is just like adjacent to that and so the judge in because it was filed because she lives in new york and so it was filed in new york the judge dismissed the uh the restraining order he was like you're insane crazy girl here (laughs) he lives in like california or something (laughs) he was like he filed this online he's you've never like he hasn't contacted you he's never even contacted her personally before so the judge was like i'm not gonna let this go through but i feel like um, somebody should probably put her under a mental evaluation oh yeah yeah thanks so i think we should mail her a big cock or her lawyer (laughs) or her lawyer yes so she uh i'm right cocky on you can read the court proceedings because they had a hearing about it for it to see if this suing could go forward (laughs) there's a better way to say that Lawsuit. That's better. (laughs) (laughs) It just wasn't coming. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) That sounds like hog calling or something. (laughs) Martha, let me tell you about this suing. (laughs) Shit fire. (laughs) Them damn lawyers came to my house. So, if you want to read this court transcript, the romance author, Courtney Milan, uh, paid the money to the court to have it sent to her, because that's a thing you can do with open records. It costs, like, a certain amount of dollars per page. She's hosting it on her website. Um, and so, the entire transcript is an 85-year-old judge, who seems like a cool dude, like, to give him due credit, 
he's taking this completely seriously because this is his job, but the entire transcript is just this 85-year-old man navigating not only independently published romance novels, but him and these lawyers just saying the word cocky over and over and over again. Do you think they practice that in the mirror? I mean, first, before they go to... Cocky. Just like if you stare at yourself cocky. enough and say cocky. it, you won't laugh anymore. Cocky. Cocky. <laughs> It is. It's the funniest thing. I think it took me, because I was texting with a friend who was also reading it, I think it took me like two hours to read, but it was two hours so well spent. I can just imagine the guy going home at night and telling his wife all about his day. Honey, listen to the shit I had to deal with today. I'm a little cocky right now. Listen, this lady, first of all, thinks she can copyright this common word. Second of all, she tried to to get a restraining order against a man. And these lawyers never are, met. These lawyers are so fucking cocky. You wonder if he's like, turned on at the end of the day talking about cock all day. I feel like if you say it that many times, you can't be anymore. Like you just can't be. I'm so overcocked. How many times can we find a way to use the word cocky? Not as many times as those lawyers did, <laughs> let me tell you. There's like a whole subsection about like so all of her books are like on this on this podcast, Vani reviewed her book, mm-hmm. The Cocky Quarterback, but Which she is, is like, why we're talking about it in the first exactly. place because she's on And so she uh she released a short or I guess a short story. I'm not even sure it's long enough to be a short story, but anyway. Um called Cocky Mother's Day. And so there was this whole discussion about like but it's so wrong in it so many make levels. Any, like the how cocky Mother's Day doesn't make any sense is like at least like four pages of discussion in this court case. It's so good. You know, this falls into the category. I, I wanted to ask you, Alyssa. I wanted yeah. to. I wanted to say why in the fuck did you read through all that stuff? And then I remembered the thing that you said. That you were compelled to read the worst thing. I really am. In order to see how bad it really is. I do, yeah. It's uh, it's my favorite and least favorite trait about myself. Because um, <laughs> you learn some really delightful stuff, but also, so I have very diverging interests when it comes to reading anything. I like romance, I like true crime, and law. <laughs> and this dovetailed two of them that I didn't think would come together at all in a very real world way. And it <laughs> Oh, I think she's wiping sweat from her brow that right now. so oh. much fun. God, I think that's going to do it for Three, three book, book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.